this church. Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We doing good? Amen. We're here to praise the Lord this morning, and we would love for you to join us. Uh, if you're able to rest upon your feet, we would like for you to join us in singing hymn 573. Hymn 573, Onward Christian Soldiers. Onward Christian Soldiers, hymn 573. And afterwards, we will have an opening word of prayer afterwards. Onward Christian Soldiers, hymn 573. Sing along. Onward Christian Soldiers,
pray. Thank you to God for giving us the opportunity to come to your house of worship, Lord, to give you honor and glory, Lord, and to thank you, your precious son, Jesus, Lord, for dying for our sins. Dear God, fill us with the Holy Spirit. Help us to have a good day today, Lord, to fellowship with one another, Lord, but most of all, Lord, to thank you, Lord, for sending your precious son, Jesus, to die for our sins and for the sins of the world. And it's in his mighty name that we do pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. You may be seated.
let's have a brief word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful, Father, to be witnesses of these public professions of faith. We just count it all joy. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. At this time, if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing. We're marching to Zion, hymn 419, hymn 419. We will do all verses. Hymn 419, hymn 419. We're marching to Zion. It's hard to march when you're sitting down. So if you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing. Hymn 419, sing along. Come we down. up to Zion, for those of us who are blood-bought Christians, we can sing glory to his name, amen. Hymn 586, hymn 586, glory to his name. Glory to his name. Down at the cross. Oh, down at the cross where my Savior
Can we sing that chorus, when we all get to heaven, amen? I mean, I'm looking forward to it, amen. Brother Will, can you sing, play that uh, chorus on when we all get to heaven for us? Now, one of these days, think about what they said. One of these days, Savior face to face, amen. And, and, and listen, the mansions and streets of gold, that's all going to be fine and good. But listen, what makes heaven heaven is Jesus is going to be there, amen. Let's, in fact, let's all stand as the choir goes down and let's sing that chorus one more time when we all get to heaven. Oh, when we all get to Central Park Baptist Church. We're awful glad to have each and every one of you with us today. We do have some first-time visitors today. If you are first time, this is your first time ever with Central Park Baptist Church and you did not receive a visitor card, if you slip your hand up, our ushers right now will get you that card. We're going to ask you to fill that card out and then meet me in the foyer at the end of the service. I'll be behind a desk. Uh, it says, welcome on the wall. We're awful glad that you're here. And we have a gift bag that we want to give you 
On behalf of our church, for you being with us today, we want to thank you for coming and being a part of Central Park. We have a lot of visitors, though. Uh, many of you aren't first time, but it sure is good to see you again. You don't know how many of you really end up on our prayer list. And we pray for you earnestly every day, like a baby that's coming. We pray for them all the time. And so we're awful glad that you're here. Thank you for coming and being a part of Central Park Baptist Church this morning. Say amen. 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 It's been good so far. Amen. amen. And uh, the singing has really been good. This good singing helped bad preaching any day. Amen. So y'all want to really, y'all got one more shot at helping me out. So sing out on this next song. All right. Well, let's have a good offering today. And uh, may the Lord bless you this morning uh, as you give. Dear Father, we're thankful, Lord, today for uh, everyone that's here today. Lord, you knew exactly who was going to be here before uh, God, they ever came. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd uh, please bless this offering, bless the gift and the giver. And I pray, Father God, that you'd help me, Lord, today to stay out of your way as I preach the message that you've laid upon my heart. Thank you again for those that were baptized today and all of our guests that are here this morning. Bless them, Father, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You have an offering. You please come. Amen and amen at this time. Fifth grade and under, fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. Fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. The remainder of us, if you could turn to hymn 574, hymn 574, we'll do the first and last verses of hymn 574. Hold the fort. Hold the fort, hymn 574, first and last verses. Afterwards, please greet each other, amen? Please greet each other afterwards. Sing along, oh, my comrade, see the signal waving in the sky. Reinforcement now appearing, victory is nigh. Hold the fort. For I am coming, Jesus signals the wave the answer, wave the answer back to heaven. By thy grace we will are fierce and long the battle rages, but our help is near. Onward comes our great commander, cheer, my comrades, cheer. Rah, rah, rah. Hold the fort, for I am coming. Jesus is no still. Wave the answer. Wave the answer back to heaven. 
by thy grace we will. Please greet each other at this time. Every morning when I wake to see the sun, I can't help but think about the Lord and all the things he's done. He meets my every need. You know he's been so good to me, and I can't help but praise the Lord for all he's done. For all he's done, I'm going to lift my hands and praise him. For all he's done, I'm going to live my life to please him. Even though I don't deserve to live, my life has just begun. And I can't help but praise the Lord for all he's done. There are many things that I could praise God for. And if I started now until I died, there'd still be many more. If I could mention only one, I'd have to thank him for his son. And that's enough to praise the Lord for all he's done. For all he's done, I'm going to lift my hands and praise him. For all he's done, I'm going to live my life to please him. Even though I don't deserve to live, my life has just begun. And I can't help but praise the Lord for all he's done. For all he's done, I'm going to lift my hands and praise him. For all he's done, I'll try to live my life to please him. Even though I don't deserve to live, my life has just begun. And I can't help but praise the Lord for all he's done. Even though I don't deserve to live, my life has just begun. And I can't help but praise the Lord for all he's done. For all he's done. Amen. Man, I don't, I'm thankful for what he's done. Amen. Amen. Look in first King, or Second Kings, if you would. Second Kings. 
Um, I started, the Lord laid this on my heart the other day, and and I started to putting it together and studying, and, and uh, the longer I put it together, <clears throat> the longer it got. So... I'm going to, we're just, this is going to kind of get the intro. This this message may last for about three Sundays. So uh, I want you to, uh, you don't miss because it's important, okay? Uh, so if you find 2 Kings chapter 4 and, and uh, let's uh, go ahead and begin reading in, in verse 1 and then and we'll read down through verse 18. Found your place, amen. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets, Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditors come to take him uh, unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? And tell me, what that, uh, hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil and then he said, Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Too many times Christians borrow only a few vessels when they need some from the Lord. It says, And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and, and upon thy sons, and uh, <clears throat> shalt pour out unto all the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went in from him and shut the door upon her, uh, upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Praise the Lord. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman. And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as she passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Now let us make a, a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us, he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber, and lay there, and and he said to Gehazi, his servant, called this uh, Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto, her, uh, said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldst thou be spoken for uh, to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. And he said, What then is it to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when she had called, or when he had called her, she stood in the door. And, and he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And, and the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha uh, uh, had said unto her according uh, to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, uh, to the reapers, and we'll leave off reading there. And I pray, Father God, that you'd please, uh, Lord, bless the reading of your word this morning. God, there's a lot of things I want to cover today, but Lord, help me not get in such a hurry that I miss something. Lord, I pray that, God, that you'd please uh, uh, keep me out of your way. Lord, may my thoughts be clear today, Lord, and may you, dear Holy Spirit, fill me, God, with what you'd have me to say, and 
And Lord, I'll give you the praise and the glory for it because in Jesus' name I pray and ask all these things. Amen. You may be seated. I read a story the other day. Uh, James Dobson told his story, true story, about a little boy named Frankie. Uh, he was uh, a handful, as little boys are, to say the least. And one day his mom was out of the living room, and so he pulled a chair uh, over to the front window of his house, and and uh, he you know, threw the curtain out, and he pulled that chair in there by the window. He stood up in the chair, and and uh, as he's standing there in the chair with the, with the curtains around him, uh, his mom came into the room looking for him, and all she could see was his legs sticking out down there at the bottom of the curtain. And so she slipped up in behind him and to see what he was doing, and just as she got there, she heard him, uh, as he was looking out the window, say the words, I've got to get out of here. And you know, as I thought about that, I thought, do you ever feel that way? Uh, have you ever felt like, you know, you, you, you just didn't know up from down and down from up and, and, and things were coming in your life and, and, and you looked out and you're thinking, man, I've, I've, gotta, I, I've just got to get out of here. You ever feel that way? Uh, let's be a little more specific. Have you ever sat here in this place? Uh, worshiping just like we're doing today and um, and as you think about things and maybe you're standing there singing or as the message begins and you begin to think is this really worth it is serving God making a difference in my life is is my serving God making a difference in other people's life I mean does it pay to serve God you ever think that? Come on, let's be honest. You know, sometimes in my weak moments, I've thought that. You know, sometimes when the old world gets heavy, does it not? Sometimes the old devil turns the heat up on our lives, and we, you, seem, you know, it seems like we come in and we worship God and we serve God and we're trying to do the best that we can. And, and, and sometimes we ask ourselves, you know, is it, is, does it really pay? Yeah, I mean, let's get real. Well, I want to talk to you about that. Does it pay to serve God? But when, I don't want to start out in the first, uh, uh, you know, seven verses of Second Kings, but I, where I want to go to is, uh, is beginning in verse 8. And we see this uh, Shunammite woman as Elisha uh, passes by. And, and if you look there in verse 8, it says, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunam, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Now, now I, I, I like what it says here. And, and, and listen, the Bible it was penned under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. And we can all say amen for that. And then under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, the Bible calls this woman a great woman. Now, I read after several commentaries, and I'm trying to find, you know, just why did, uh, did Scripture say that she was a great woman? And, and, and after reading all these things, they, they all, you know, had their own ideas of why that she was called a great woman, but we're really not told why. But when I, when I began to read here, and I stay with the Word of God, I notice here that it says in verse 8 that when Elisha passed by, that uh, this Shunem woman, uh, a great 
great woman. And it says, and she constrained him. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither. And notice verse 9. It says, and she said unto her husband, behold, now I perceive. Now, I want you to understand, one of the reasons I think she is called a great woman is because of her spiritual perception. Amen. I think she began to perceive that Elisha, not only, watch, not only did she perceive, but it's what she perceived. She perceived that this, Elisha, is an holy man of God. Listen, I want you to understand, I don't know what caused her to come to this conclusion. I don't know what caused her to perceive that Elisha was a man of God. Maybe she saw his character. Maybe she saw the way he conducted himself when he stopped and ate with them. Maybe maybe she watched what he wore or how he dressed. But, but whatever the reason was, uh, when Elisha was passing by here that uh, she perceived uh, that he was, watch, a holy man of God. Listen, he, Elisha's been this way several times before and evidently this lady's been watching him. Can I tell you today, folks, listen, as a child of God, people watch you. They want you to see, listen, uh, listen, you know, we're talking about does it pay to serve God. There's a lot of people out there today that really want to know does serving God pay? Amen. Uh, does it, are there dividends in serving God? Well, I think this lady began to watch him, and, and she perceived, if you look in verse 9, that, that, this, that he was a holy man of God which passeth by continually. You know, I, I, I was thinking about this. I may be remembered uh, for a lot of things that when the Lord calls me home. Some good, some not so good. Amen. Uh, God, we're all here. But I've often said if there's one thing that I would like to be remembered as, as a, I would like to be remembered as a man of God, a holy man of God, one who, who loved God, one who loved the cause of Christ, who, who was willing to preach the truth and stand up and be steadfast and unmovable in a day when everything is moving around us. Now, this woman looked and saw Elisha as a holy man of God. But then you get to verse 10. Notice it says, uh, she goes to her husband and says, let us make a little chamber. You know, and I, I, I read that. I like those two words. She said, let us. Listen, she wanted this to be something that they did together. And, and listen, and understand today that, that serving and worshiping God ought to be done that way. It ought to be something that we do together. It ought to be something that we as families do together. Listen, why? Not out of duty, not because we have to or because it's Sunday, uh, but because it brings joy and completeness uh, in our families today. Listen, we ought to sing together. I love that the Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. Why? Because we get in and sing about for all he's done. Praise the Lord. Listen, thank God for singing. Going to get to heaven, you're going to do a lot of singing. You might as well get warmed up here. Amen. Amen. Listen, she says, let us. The Shunammite woman wanted to make a provision for this man of God. And notice what, uh, what they put in this room. The Bible says, uh, beginning in verse 10, Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a, a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. 
You know, I'm glad today that, that, that thankful that God today has a bed, a place for his children. Uh, when this old life gets trodden down and uh, when life gets us weary and tired, amen, and, and when we get fearful, listen, I'm thankful that he makes us to lie down in green pastures and just rest for a little while. Listen, that's why we come here today, uh, to rest in the Lord and just, listen, God, thank God he has a place for us to rest. In this room, uh, this woman put a bed for him. But notice, uh, she also put a table. It's at the table of the Lord that we can sit down and enjoy his grace and mercy. Amen. I was talking to Sunday school this morning about how, uh, you know, uh, her families, they just don't sit down at a table anymore. If you do that, praise the Lord for you. Uh, listen, we, we, I can still remember when, uh, when there was disunity in, in the house. And, and with two brothers and two sisters, they caused all kinds of disunity. Y'all, you, you catching what I'm throwing? Not me. I'm the nice one. Yeah. But we get to the table, and man, that's when mom and dad, we got everything together at the table. And by the way, it was supper. It wasn't dinner, amen. You know, nowadays it's breakfast, uh, lunch, and dinner. No, in, in, I, it, it's, it's breakfast, uh, dinner, and supper. Amen. Come on, y'all. Y'all are born again. Y'all ought to, amen, supper. Come home. It's supper time. My mom used to say, listen, boy, when them lights on them street lights, when they come home, you better be in the house ready for supper. Yeah. And we'd come in and. <coughs> Mom and Dad, and uh, they'd begin to get everything together at the supper table. They would make us say nice things about one another. Sometimes supper lasted for a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nobody would say anything. See, listen, it's at the table of the Lord that we can sit down and enjoy His grace and mercy. It's at His table that we are fed uh, that where we are sustained and have sweet fellowship. Listen, that's what this is in the mo- on Sunday on church. That's what church is all about. It's about coming to the table of the Lord and, and allowing Him to, to feed us and allowing us to fellowship with, with not just with one another, but with God Himself. And listen, uh, she put a bed and a table, but notice there also there's a stool in that room. There was that stool where, listen, that God has prepared for us where, where we can sit at His feet and enjoy His holy word amen listen there uh, we need to find some time today to sit down at the feet of the Lord Jesus and and, and listen and, and and let him teach us and let him talk to us listen by the way that's what Sunday school is all about listen if you don't go to Sunday school you ought to come you ought to be there. Find a classroom and get in there. Listen, they, uh, it's where we can sit at, at, the, at the feet of the Lord Jesus and allow him to speak to us. Listen, uh, there's a stool there. But notice she also put in there a candlestick. And I'm thankful today for the light of the Word of God. Amen. Chases away all the darkness of our fears. Listen, God said that his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Listen, a lot of Christians today are in trouble because they don't apply the word of Almighty God to their, uh, to their path and to their feet. They, they're, they're, listen, their feet is not shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I want you to understand something, uh, that the word of God is a light for us in a dark world. 
And if there's fears in your life and pain that's coming your way, I want you to understand that the candlestick of the Word of God will chase them away. Amen. So she put a candlestick in this room. But notice verses 11 through 13. It says, And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there, and he said to Gehazi's servant, Call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him, and uh, he said unto him, or he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken uh, for to the king or to the captain of hosts? And she answered and uh, said, I dwell among mine own people. Now, this is important. Elisha, to, uh, is, is, she's taken care of him. And it's said that this woman uh, may have been not wealthy or rich in our own standard, but well-to-do, comfortable. And, and so she has taken uh, 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 some of the things that God has been good to her with. And they have shown uh, 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 they wanted to take care of the man of God, so they built a room, possibly on the uh, up, uh, probably on the upper part of the house, as which they did in those days. And, and so Elijah comes back with a grateful spirit. Amen. I think today that we're missing that today among people. And not only that, but sometimes if we as Christians, we, uh, we also don't, our, our, our grateful spirit sometimes is at low ebb. Yeah. yeah. But Elisha today, he, he, he shows us a, a grateful spirit. And, and, and listen, we, uh, we ought to be grateful for all he's done, just like the ladies have sang up here this morning. Listen, God's been good to us today. Psalm 31, 19, it says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. James 1, 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Uh, Psalm 27 and 13, it says, listen to this, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. Listen, uh, God help us today. We better wake up and see the goodness of Almighty God. Amen. Uh, Psalm 34 and 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. How good is he? John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, uh, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. That's how good God is. We serve and worship an awesome God. But notice, listen, uh, what's going on here. Elisha is thankful uh, for what's being done. Uh, so he sends Ge- to, uh, Gehazi to ask this Shunammite woman what he can do for her. And, and look in verse 13. Uh, he says, wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain? And she just simply says, I dwell among mine own people. Notice that you say, well, what does that mean? Listen, she has a humble heart, and she just simply makes it known that she is not doing or did not do what she did in order to get something in return. She has simply done this for the man of God to be a blessing. He was coming through there that she would invite him in to eat, and then he would go on his way. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he was worn out from his journey. And so she goes, and they build a room on the top of their place for him just to spend the night. Listen, she just wants to be a blessing. Listen, sometimes that's the way we need to be, the children of God. We just ought to want to be a blessing to other people. Not for something in return, but just so that we can be a blessing. Sometimes it's just to be good to be a giver. Amen. 
So she builds it, and he, she comes to him and says, No, I, I dwell among my own people. Uh, she just wants to be a blessing. But notice Elisha then asks Gehazi, uh, What then can be done for her? And Gehazi says, She hath no child. In verse 16, she comes, she stands at the door, and Elisha tells her this. Now watch close. It says, about, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. She gets a little nervous. And notice what she says. I, I, I thought this was interesting. She says, nay, my Lord, don't lie unto thine handmaid. Now, and I, I thought, now why would she say that? She's already perceived that he's a holy man of God. So why would she say, don't lie to me? You know, and I got to just thinking in today's generalities, if you will, about what goes on in, in pulpits across this country, across this world, how, listen, maybe uh, there's been a, a self-professed man of God that's come by and said something to her. And he lied to her. I mean, after all, she... She had the prayer cloth that they mailed her. I mean, after all, she had her little bottle of miracle water. I mean, I sent my $1,000 in. Amen. Come on. Listen, and, and, he, and Elijah says, hey, uh, this time of season, listen, you're going to embrace a son. And she says, nay, my Lord, don't lie to me. Listen, little did she know, Elijah's not lying to her. He is prophesying the future. He's telling her, listen, this is going to take place. Listen, God help us today when it comes to keeping our word. God help us to keep our word. If we tell somebody something, then listen, uh, do your best to do it. And if you can't do it, let them know that. But listen, God help the men of God, the professing men of God that stand in this place and where people sit out there, God help them to tell them the truth. Listen, it's not about what I think. It's not about philosophy or ideology. It's about the word of Almighty God. Just tell the truth. And she says, no, nay, my Lord, don't lie. But look in verse 17. It tells us, the woman conceived and bare a son. Oh, isn't, that, isn't that something? Just like he said. I, I, folks, I'm telling you today, listen, when God says something, it's going to happen. You know, when the Lord says that, uh, that you know, one of these days the eastern sky is going to depart and the trump of God's going to sound and, and listen, he's going to say, come up hither. Listen, I'm telling you, uh, there's songs out and talk about, well, that the Lord tarries his coming. Listen, he's not going to tarry his coming. When God says, son, you go get him, he's not going to say, well, just a minute, Father. I got to, you know, I'm doing something right now. I'm, I'm answering. No, listen, he's coming. Amen. Listen, uh, uh, what he says, it will come to pass. Yep, and just like Elisha, he said it and prophesied it, and she had a son. But then notice in verse 18, look what it says. And by the way, this is all introduction. <laughs> yeah, verse 18, and when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, Listen, he, the, the little boy, that doesn't mean he's a grown man. It means he's probably somewhere between 7 and 10 years old. 
he's old enough to go out in the fields uh, with his father or with the workers. And, and if you continue reading there, look in verse 19, it, the boy, he said, he said to his father, my head, my head. And, and he said to, the, to a lad, carry him to his mother. You know what's happening? They, they believe that they, he perhaps got out there and it was in the, uh, early in the morning, but he'd been out and he had a heat stroke. Yeah. A, a little boy. Uh, uh, listen, now watch this. Uh, th- this little boy goes out and he has uh, out in the field and he has a heat stroke. So this lad picks his boy up. I can remember uh, when I, I was out the oil field and I was beating on this thing with a hammer and a hammer chipped off and went right through my throat and I I thought, man, something hit me in the throat and I bent over and I spit in the piece that chip of that hammer. I got spit it out in my hand and I'm thinking, oh man, you know, and, and you can hear things come air out of your throat and all this stuff. And, and about that time, I, I was working with a, a, a young man. He was about Aaron's size. Where is he? Right there. And man, when I stood up, that guy looked at me, his eyes got about that big, and we were out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it was probably 20 miles just to get to the road where you could get to somewhere. He picked me up, and he just took off in a dead run. Took me to the, I can see this boy, just a, just a child. And where a, a, another man there, perhaps maybe like Brother Aaron, he picks this up, little boy up and he, he takes off running and takes him to his mother. Now watch this. This, this boy is the son of promise. This, this little boy is one who was uh, given to her by God. Listen, he has had a, probably had a heat strokes, and he's died. And, and now, and in, in in he's running to the mother, and the, the lad shows up with the dead son in, in, in the, at the home. And, and, and now, here's his mother. I can just hear the old devil. Well, this is the thanks you get. Here you've been good to the man of God. You've trying to serve him and doing something right. And, and this is the things you get for serving God. You should have expected something like this. Hey Amen. Can you hear him? Can you hear him sometimes when things are going bad or trials are in your life and you've been serving God and trying to do the right thing and, and the old devil comes up to you and he begins to a, a sneak and whisper in your ear and he said, listen, I'm telling you, this is the things you get for serving and worshiping God. Listen, uh, you better, no, wait a minute, don't listen to him. He is a liar. And the father of all liars. And I can see the mom as she's there. Her heart is probably broken. And listen, and she's there with the dead boy. And she's got him in her hands. And look in verse 21. Watch this. It says in verse 21, and she went up. Wait a minute. Look in verse 21. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and he died. And she went up, laid him on the bed of the man of God. And shut the door on him and went out. Now watch this. This woman takes her son of promise upstairs and lays him on the man of God's bed and shuts the door. Now think about it. She don't have a breakdown. She does not explode with weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. She don't start blaming God. She doesn't get bitter. She doesn't quit church. She simply just goes upstairs, lays him on the bed, and leaves. Now, why would she do that? Look in 1 Kings. Turn back over to 1 Kings chapter 17. 
And I'm not going to take the time to read these verses because I'm still in my first point. We're just talking about her perception. Uh, she, it, when you read these verses, you know, we're talking about her going upstairs and laying this boy on the bed uh, of the man of God. You, uh, you remember how Elijah in 1 Kings 17, he took the widow woman's dead son. And Elijah carried him up into a loft and laid him on his own bed. And you can read it there. And, and Elijah brought that boy back to life. I can, maybe this Shunammite woman has heard Elisha preach about that. Maybe Elisha has, has been, uh, you know, listen, this woman, she's a woman of perception. She perceived that Elisha was a holy man of God. Right. Amen. We're still here. She perceived that he was a holy man of God, and, and she's been around Elisha. She, he's been eating with them. He's got a room upstairs, and, and maybe she has talked to him about his travelings, and, and he can tell he, he's there one day, and he's talking to her and said, listen, I'm telling you, he, Elisha says, listen, I, Shunammite, I, I want you to know I was uh, watching Elijah preach one day, and, and this little boy uh, died, and, and, and Elijah took him upstairs, and in and, and just a little while, that little boy, listen, who had died, we all knew he was dead, and, and, and Elisha's telling her about this, or, and he's saying, listen, I want you to know it wasn't long till Elijah and that little boy walked down those stairs. Maybe she's heard that uh, Elisha had done that uh, through Elisha's preaching and through his testimony. So maybe she's just practicing something that she's heard. Yeah, Maybe. So she takes that boy upstairs and lays him on Elisha's bed. Sounds like she's thinking maybe that if God can do it for the widow woman, then God can do it for her. Yeah. Uh, notice point two, her prevailing faith. And I don't have time to preach it all. But look in verse 22 and verse 23. It said, she shut the door and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore would thou go to him today? It's neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Now, I don't have time to get all this, but I want you to see if I can get as much as I can. When I read this, it leads me to think that this woman's husband, unlike her, has no spiritual perception. Amen. Think about it. Uh, again, look what it says in verse 23. Let me get back over here. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It's neither new moon or Sabbath. She said, It shall be well. He's saying, What are you going to church today for? It's not Sunday. It's not church day. I mean, we was at church yesterday. It's not a new moon. I mean, it's nothing special going on. And uh, listen, I mean, why are you going up there today for? God, listen, man, we spend a ton of time up there already. Why are you going again? Yeah. And notice what she says. It shall be well. Now, I, 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 let me just give you this real quick because I, I, I'm going to try to quit. Uh, it's, she says, when he asks about what's going on, you know, why are you going to see the man of God? 
She just says it shall be well. She doesn't take any time. She doesn't give any explanation. I mean, why should she give an explanation or spend time giving it? Because he's not going to get it anyway. Amen. So she's calm, cool, and collected. Uh, but folks, listen, when your confidence rests in the purpose, pleasure, and the will of Almighty God, then no matter what the situation that comes in your life, I want you to understand something. You can be calm, cool, and collected. Yeah. Look in verse 24. It says, then who saddled the ass? You would think a husband would go out there and help her a little bit. No, she doesn't. Um, I don't. I, I mean, why should why should he help her? After all, she's just going to church. Yeah. Um, her husband, I don't think, has a clue. Um, but then, uh, it doesn't seem that he's interested in what's going on either. He doesn't even ask. I mean, um, she's just going to church, and he don't need to go again. But this woman. Uh, isn't going to allow anything to deter her. Why? Because she has prevailing faith. Yeah. Uh, This is what we need today as Christians. Some prevailing faith. uh, That no matter what comes in our life, that listen, that we put our faith and our trust and our confidence in God. And no matter what comes our way, we know that God's taking care of us. Amen. Listen. A faith today we need that that sees God bigger than our circumstance. Uh, Not, listen, too many folk today that we see uh, big problems in a small God. But that's not the way it ought to be. Look in verse 24. Uh, I I, I like this woman's determination. But, you you know, by the way, moms have this kind of determination. She's on a mission. No, she's on a mission for her son. Yeah, yeah. Can parents, let me tell you, grandparents, listen, we ought to understand we're on a mission today for our kids and our grandkids. When it comes to the things of God, we, we ought to have such a prevailing faith that we're not going to allow anything to deter us from letting our kids know that there is a God in heaven who gave His only begotten Son to die on the cross for our sin. Don't let anything get in your way. Every time you have an opportunity, you sing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Listen, there's a lot of theology in that. Don't let anything deter you. Uh, this woman, she, doesn't, she allows nothing to deter her. And notice she says, drive and, and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. You know what? Listen, they're getting on a donkey. You follow me? They're getting on a donkey. And and, I, and and this is in the next point that I'm not going to get to, but I will tell you a sneak preview. Listen, you understand, they're about to ride 20 miles one way. And her dead son is upstairs on the prophet's bed. And she says, drive. And she said, unless I tell you, don't you stop. 
If it gets a little bumpy, that's okay. You keep moving forward. Can I tell you, folks, today, if it gets a little bumpy for you today in the things of God, you keep serving God. If, it gets, if the trials get hard, listen, I want you to understand, you just drive. You just keep going. Why? Because, listen, we have a purpose today, and that purpose is to see many uh, boys and girls and, and men and women come to know Christ and follow the Lord in scriptural baptism just like we saw today. Yeah. Let me point this out, I, and I told you I'm going to quit. You can say that a lot if you want to. It don't mean nothing that you're going to quit. Um, it says, it shall, she said, he said, what's going on, you know, and uh, wherefore wilt thou go to him? And, and it says, it's okay. She says, it shall be well. Look in verse 26 at the last part of that verse. They see her coming. And, and I'm not going to get into this because this is the, I've got to stop. Elijah or Elisha and Gehazi, I see her coming. And they run out there. Gehazi runs out to check on her. And they say, is it well with thee? Asking the Shunammite woman. Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it's well now. Look what she said up there in verse 23. It shall be well. In other words, listen, it, it, it may not be well right now, but it shall be. It, you know, it, when I get to where I'm headed and I get to the man of God who can get in touch with God himself for me, it'll all be well. Can I tell you today, listen, if there's something that's going on today, if you'll just get in touch with God today, listen, it'll all be well. Amen. Listen, why? Because she had a prevailing faith. How's your faith this morning? You have a prevailing faith. Um, can you imagine what this mother is going through? Her child of promise has died, but it's not over. Does it pay to serve God? Is it worth it? We're going to finish. We're going to get on it next week. I've got two more points on this sermon, and it's still the introduction. So. So you say, well, preacher, does it pay? Well, uh, read your Bible. And I'll just tell you, yes. You know, for the short version, it absolutely pays. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face. All sorrow will erase, so bravely run the race till we see Christ. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Are there going to be bumps and, and obstacles in our path? Absolutely. Yeah, this woman's heart was broken, but she had some spiritual perception about her. She had uh, a persistent faith. Next week, we're going to look at her persistent effort. Listen, we got to stay with it. Sometimes those words, don't they sound so, uh, that like it's just not enough. But listen, but I can tell you today, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because it's worth it. Next week, we're going to preach on the, 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 maybe we'll get through with it next week. Maybe we will not. But there's four ways that I want to get to 
four ways that it pays to serve God. So you've got to come to get them. But you can read forward and see what God does. Listen, how's your faith today? Are you saved? If you died today, listen, do you know for certain that you'd go to heaven? Do you know that you know that you know? If you don't, would you come and I'll introduce you to my friend. His name is Jesus. He died just for you. And he will give you everlasting, eternal life if you come. Father, help us this morning. God, we've just scratched the surface of the message that you've laid on my heart today. God, I pray that we'll understand what's going on with this Shunammite woman. God, she is in the, uh, the throes of, uh, of, of trial, Lord, and pain in her heart. But God, she, uh, she's calm, cool. And she's headed back to the man of God to see him. Lord, there's a lot of things that are going on in her heart, I'm certain. But God, I'm thankful that, God, that you have a plan for our life. These verses and this, this story teaches us that you've got a plan for us. God, it's there oftentimes to be a help and a blessing to others. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts this morning. For somebody that's lost, I pray, God, that they'll come this morning and trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And, Lord, maybe there's somebody that just needs to come today. Maybe their faith is waning. God, I, I pray, Lord, that we will be steadfast. Lord, lean on you, God, today and allow you to comfort our hearts. And, God, we'll give you the praise for it. Give this invitation, Lord, because I can't. In Jesus' name, amen. While we stand and while Brother Shelton begins a verse of invitation. <laughs>